talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, so I saw we had this great opportunity to catch up with Grover Norquist, uh, the president for Americans for Tax Reform, talking about TikTok and the IRS and more national security risks that we're seeing under the uh, the Biden administration. And I thought, that's great. Let's get him on the show maybe around, you know, 825 this morning or so. And we got it all booked. And I said, whoa, shoot, we, we already had something on the schedule that, that, I, that, that I missed. But thankfully, uh, we're able to squeeze. Grover Norquist in here a little bit earlier. Grover, always great to have you on this show, and Happy New Year to you. Absolutely. Delighted to be with you. Well, I'm sure you're tracking, but, you know, Montana, you've spent a, a good amount of time here in Montana. We, we've led the nation in banning TikTok. Unfortunately, we've got that liberal federal judge in Missoula who uh, who bowed down to the communist Chinese and put a, put a halt a, against the TikTok ban in place. But Federally, there's already at least a slight ban on TikTok, but apparently the IRS is defying this federal ban. There are several outrages in this short story. Uh, the first is uh, that uh, the, the IRS has been so misbehaving, not keeping people's private uh, data financial information secret, letting handing it out to left-wing groups and letting them steal it to use to attack people. And uh, that's a problem, and it goes back and forth. And back in the 90s, it was so bad that because the Clinton people were uh, going after conservative groups, trying to shut them down using the IRS, like Heritage and the NRA and, uh, and so on, that uh, TIGTA, the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, was set up to look at the IRS, to keep an eye on it. Okay? Oh, good, problem solved, right? No. They keep having similar problems. And so when the federal government, all the federal government, had a, a law that the Congress passed and the president signed, and it says uh, you can't have uh, TikTok on federal iPhones, iPads, computers, because uh, the Chinese might be able to pull things off it and they would enter into the setup. And in the IRS, um, some, some, some parts of uh, the IRS allow BYOD, okay, not BYOB, bring your own beer, bring your own device. So you can bring your, your personal iPhone, your personal uh, iPad in and use government business on it, okay? Then you take it home and lose it on the subway. You know, I mean, it, this, that's an outrage law, but that's the rule. But you have to take, you have to disable it so it can't use TikTok, and then you can do it. Okay, so the TikTok problem is solved. Well, when <clears throat> the... Uh, Inspector General went to look at the IRS. They found in one division alone, the Criminal Investigation Division, the most sensitive division, okay, uh, 2,800 mobile devices uh, that could access TikTok, 900 employees were not following the law. And they really, so, and this, uh, this Treasury Department watchdog really hammered the IRS over this, basically saying the IRS does not indicate an understanding of the risk uh, uh, that is involved here. Uh, national security and more. Grover Norquist, hold that thought. We'll come back to you right after this quick break right here on Montana Talks. This is 
Coming up on Friday's Montana Talks, we should have more time to take more of your phone calls so you can be heard all across Montana. Plus, one thing I should share with you. I caught up with uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines here recently. You know, back when Senator Joe Manchin said that he was not going to run for re-election in West Virginia, Senator Daines predicted it, what, one or two days earlier. I got a chance to ask him why he was so confident with that prediction, and I think you'll find his answer interesting. That and more Friday's Montana Talks statewide 9 to 10. When I smoke weed, I get lost in the music. I like to isolate each instrument. The rhythmic bass, the harmonies on the piano, sticky melody. Hey, 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 careful, babe. There's someone crossing the street. Sorry, I, I didn't see him there. If you feel different, you drive different. Don't drive high. It's dangerous and illegal everywhere. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. This is where Montana Talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, by the way, before we jump back into it here with Grover Norquist, the president for Americans for Tax Reform, I got to thank our friend Scott Hoganson for uh, for connecting us on this uh, story topic. We're going to see him at the big SHOT Show in Las Vegas in just a couple of weeks. Grover, you ever make it to the SHOT Show yourself? I have. I have indeed. I was on the board of directors of the NRA for 18 years. Oh, wow. And went to the SHOT Show as, as well as the big NRA gun show. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be a, a great time uh, coming up here just in a couple of weeks. John Jackson's going to be sidekicking with me three days of, of coverage from the SHOT Show. Uh, so you're basically calling this flagrant disregard for national security by the IRS. They got hammered by the Treasury Department watchdog. Now, we've talked with our, our great Attorney General Austin Knutson here in Montana about uh, the threat of TikTok and the communist Chinese. Heck, we had the China spy balloon right over our heads here in Montana. So I think more Montanans are aware of the threat of the communist Chinese. But what, what you know, how could the IRS somehow uh, be risking national security by, by disregarding uh, this, uh, this ban on uh, government devices and TikTok? Well, when you pay your taxes, uh, your employer and you send a great deal of information about you, about businesses, some of the corporate income tax, the personal income tax, uh, everything from things that could be interesting to the Chinese for terms of industrial espionage or blackmail uh, or just having information about you when they go into a negotiation. Uh, there's no end to the uses. And the IRS, in this case, they seem indifferent to China being able to access it. But there have been leaks before. There was a, uh, about several thousand very high-income people had their tax returns and sometimes audits handed over to a left-wing group, not to the press, to a left-wing group, uh, which to this day is not given it back. To this day, the IRS didn't ask for it back. Uh, and there was a scheduled press conference with the Democratic senators and with uh, this left-wing group to announce they had all this data and it proved that rich people didn't pay taxes and didn't do audits. The problem, of course, was that if you read the stuff, they are paying a lot in taxes. And since one of their proofs that nobody gets audited was all the audits they have, it 
really was a one-day story. The only real story was they were stealing stuff out of the IRS, or the IRS employees were stealing it and giving it to them to use for political purposes. And they targeted people like Bloomberg, the billionaire who ran against Biden. Shouldn't do that, Mr. Bloomberg. They'll steal your IRS data and hand it to your political enemies. Um, and they did that to about 4,000 different people. And they didn't coordinate with Congress to tell them whether there was an investigation or what was happening. This is another example. This TikTok, you know, the ban says you can't have TikTok on your devices or even have devices that can be used for TikTok because they can always be turned on. Uh, and the IRS, you talked about the stern letter that the inspector general wrote to the IRS. You guys, don't do this. You're breaking the law. The IRS wrote back, we don't care, is what they wrote back. And that's where we stand right now. The IRS is breaking the law, and they don't care. And obviously, uh, Biden didn't call them on the phone, and the Justice Department didn't call them on the phone and say, please obey the law. That would be nice if you did. No. This is, you know, people talk about the deep state, and that's it. This is the permanent bureaucracy, the people who sit in chairs and don't move or leave for 40 years doing whatever they GD want. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't care what the law says. That's crazy. I was just talking with our friend George Blackard and, uh, you know, a military veteran friend. And he was telling me about this story where the Pentagon is thumbing their noses at Congress as well. There, it, it, there was a law that passed in Congress to give incentive pay to troops that are stationed in the Arctic or in, in Antarctica or wherever. And the Pentagon is saying, nah, we're not going to give them that incentive pay. And it's like, I, I guess every every agency under Joe Biden just thinks, uh, yeah, we don't care what Congress says. We're going to, we're going to, you know, ignore a lawful order. But this was the progressive movement of the 20s and the 30s um, that uh, had some, you know, Hoover was a progressive, which is one of the reasons why when he reacted to the recession, uh, by doing all the things progressives do, we got the Great Depression. So it lasted more than 10 years, thank you. Um, as opposed to the 1921 recession, which uh, Calvin Coolidge and Harding cut taxes, reduced spending, and it lasted 18 months. The, the recession where they did all the Reagan things lasted 18 months. The ones where they did all the FDR, Hoover, tax and spend things lasted more than a, a decade. You think we would have learned from that. But this whole progressive movement was to put decisions as far out of the hands of the American people when it comes to government, into the bureaucracy. They used to do it into the judges, right? Remember, they always they, they want everything decided by judges until the Supreme Court. Now there's six people on the Supreme Court who've read the Constitution most of the way through, uh, as opposed to before. And uh, so now they don't want any decisions made by the Supreme Court. That's right. They, they want the bureaucracy to make these decisions. They, they, want, yeah. they want lawlessness uh, in, 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 in their hands. Uh, no, and if, if, if they lose this institution, then they, then they want uh, all the decisions made in this institution over there. Yeah. Now, I know the big question, we've, and, and we've got to run to our next break here, uh, is, okay, sure. so how do we stop this? How do we bring it to a halt? That goes back to what Congress has been doing to try to you know, uh, use the appropriations process to, to defund uh, some of these efforts and some of these these agencies. Uh, Grover, if, if you got to run, I understand. Or if you want to stick around for a few more minutes, um, we can come back to you after the break before we get to our next guest. I'd love to stay with you. All right, perfect. Okay. What's going on in D.C.? Nothing good. I can be. I can chat with you. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you go. All right, uh, more with Grover Norquist, uh, uh, the president of Americans for Tax Reform, right after this. And then Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana Republican Party, uh, for our monthly check-in coming up right after that, right after this.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, just a few more minutes here with Grover Norquist, the president for Americans for Tax Reform, and then Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana Republican Party, should be joining us uh, here any minute now as well. Uh, Grover, yeah, talking about uh, the IRS, and, and we've seen just the weaponization of, of all these government agencies, but especially the IRS. In fact, there was a, uh, a gun store in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, they got raided by the IRS, uh, and and it looks like this was part of a pattern of intimidation where they're just try- trying to intimidate uh, gun owners, gun uh, small business owners, and more. Uh, but uh, but when it comes to the IRS flagrantly violating uh, this ban on TikTok on government devices and uh, posing national security risks, it's it's kind of like with anything. Our, our listeners are always going to going to want to know. Well, what can be done about it? What can be done to stop the IRS, to rein in the IRS? Well, it, it takes congressional oversight, and this is where uh, the House of Representatives in particular has been very good. They've been going after the IRS on this exposure that the IRS was deliberately, not, not foolishly or stupidly, so maybe that too, but deliberately, disobeying the law that left your data at the IRS open to being stolen by somebody in China because the IRS bureaucracy decided not to obey the law. Okay. Uh, that, that challenge there um, is part of what the IRS has been doing, and the oversight from the Republicans and the Democrats are not helping on this, but the Dem- Republicans in the House Ways and Means Committee have been bringing them up before them and walking through how they've broken the law when, you know, four plus thousand uh, people's IRS audits and, and uh, returns were stolen by the IRS and given to somebody on the outside. Uh, and they now say, oh, we found it. It was just one guy. Okay, one guy. Good. Okay, I believe that. Who uh, had access to everything, evidently. And the company he was a consultant for just got a $2.5 billion contract. So I don't think the IRS is punishing the people who stole that data and used it for political purposes. They're rewarding them. Wow. Uh, and this is the best we can do is more and more um, IRS going after them in the committees. But here's the good news. Biden, when the Democrats had the House, Senate, and the presidency, all of them, your guy Tester in Montana was one of the leaders, let's give them $80 billion so they can go harass people more efficiently and effectively. Yeah. They said they were only going after rich people, then they go, now nah, we lied about that. The Republicans said, how about we have a law that says you can only go after rich people with all this money? And they said, nope, the Democrats voted that down. So forget that they were targeting somebody other than you. That's the uh, fake, phony, moderate John Tester. If they flip-flop flat top, yeah, uh, he's a key part well, of this Unfortunately, he's been a big ally for the IRS on this stuff. Um, and we had a chance to change the law against 1099Ks, which is where they want every time you sell something on eBay or uh, Venmo, or you you spend money back and forth because you all split a, a pizza cost or a, the rent payment. Okay, all of that stuff is now reportable to the IRS, and you have to approve that when you sell a motorbike for a thousand dollars that once was worth much more than that, unless you have the receipt, that thousand dollars is taxable income. Thank you, Mr. Tester and the Democrats. Yeah. Wow. The Republicans tried to overturn that law, and 
the, the Democrats said no. Biden said no. Tester runs around saying, I talked them into not enforcing it for a year. No, that's, <laughs> that's the plan that they had to get past the next election so they can enforce it. Yeah. They get Tester reelected. Then... Back then in. they go back to enforcing was, it. Yeah, he's such a phony. It's, it's just like rather. it's yeah. just like what John Tester's doing now with this phony Hunter's education uh, uh, bill, and and we'll talk about that here in a couple of minutes. But uh, Grover Norquist, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. You know, the more we peel back the onion on on liberal senator John Tester, the more the the more phony we all realize he is. Right. That's that's what Grover just reminded us of once again there, uh, talking about the IRS and the uh, the weaponization of the IRS and how John Tester is is with Joe Biden every step of the way. Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana GOP, now with us for our monthly check in. Don, happy new uh, new year to you. Good morning, Aaron. Happy New Year to you and all your listeners across the great state of Montana. It's good to be with you this morning. Well, great to have you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you heard what Grover Norquist was just talking about there, but basically just how, how John Tester, you know, says one thing but then does another. And and he's trying to, to play this little election year game. But but really, at the end of the day, he is he is fully supporting this weaponization of the IRS against working men and women. Well, that's just it. You know, you know, we've officially entered into the what I believe is the uh, biggest election in Montana history. You know, in 2012, Aaron, it's kind of interesting to think about this. You know, 12 years later, or 13 years later, you know, only one Republican held statewide office, and that was Congressman Denny Reber from out there in your country. And, you know, he, he uh, uh, really kind of springboarded what we're at today because the Democrats, like you said, John Tester and others, just went so far left that, um, you know, Montana has moved to the right. You know, it's and then you fast forward to t- today and Republicans own eight of the nine statewide seats. And come November, as you've been talking about with uh, liberal John Tester, uh, we'll be retiring Mr. Tester, I believe, from his long overdue uh, uh, Senate career. And Republicans will hold all the statewide offices. And it's because um, Republicans have what I like to say Montana values. And Democrats have gone so far to the left that, you know, it's it's uh, complete. They're all Missoula Democrats now. You know, you look at the people they're putting up there and it's really scary. I mean, yeah. these people. This is not the Butte Democrat, the union, you know, working class guy that's for the working man. These people are uh, weaponizing uh, Washington, D.C. against our great state, just like you mentioned about uh, about John Tester. And, and all these people that they're putting up will support all these um, crazy left-wing ideas uh, to take Montana from a state that it is to a state like California, Oregon, Washington, and, uh, you know, we'll be in a great mess. So we've got a lot of work to do to make sure we get uh, all of our uh, statewide uh, people elected and then overcome this uh, travesty that uh, is called the, uh, you know, redistricting process that they stole seat from us. But uh, 
we're hoping that we can work hard and get those seats back. Yeah, you know, you're man. You really hit the nail on the head with the what the Montana Democrat Party has become. They're 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 an endangered species in eastern Montana, but they're not even the Butte Democrats anymore. I mean, they don't have a Butte Democrats don't even have a place in this part. They've basically become not just not just Missoula Democrats, but but the university district elite liberals. It's it's the Missoula University District crowd. It's the it's the Bozeman University District elitist crowd. That's that's what the Democrat Party has become. Uh, it's it's I mean really. So a great summary there. I I tell you what I I you know when we look at you you mentioned how Montana is now going to be the biggest U.S. Senate race in the country. Joe Manchin made the big announcement that he wasn't going to be running for reelection. And I thought it was fascinating, and I think this shows that that Montana's U.S. Senator Steve Daines he's not taking prisoners. He is he is going all out to win back control of the Senate, uh, and and supporting President Trump and and working with Trump to make this happen. And you know, I talked with him the other day about how it was his work with President Trump in the West Virginia race to recruit the right candidate to get Donald Trump in, involved. That's what ultimately got Joe Manchin out of the race. Exactly. You know, and Joe Manchin isn't the worst of them. You know, (laughs) he's probably one of the better ones. Um, And he is one of the better ones, uh, although still votes with uh, the radicals uh, too many times. But you're right. He's out of the race. And then you've got John Tester, who is no Joe Manchin, isn't even a Christian cinema. He votes with... uh, Biden and Schumer, 91% of the time. And Roseburg Party, by the way, about 94, 95% of the time. And guess what? So does Elizabeth Warren, and so does Bernie Sanders. He's right there within a percentage point or two uh, with with those two people. And they don't represent Montana. And that's the the thing we have to uh, get out there. You know, and while Montana remains strong under Republican leadership, uh, the damage is continuing to be done to our country under this Biden tester agenda at the national level. You know, the border crisis, you know, we talk about that a lot, continues to be uh, on the top of a lot of folks' minds because it's only continuing to worsen. You know, 302,000 illegal immigrants were encountered crossing the U.S.-Mexican border um, just in, in December alone. That's almost a third of the population of Montana. You know, this brings, uh, you know, a total of 8.5 million illegal immigrants across the border under Biden. You know, we just got to stop this. And and what we can do, we're going to vote for the Republican nominee. But we've got to get rid of liberal John Tester and get that Senate back. You know, this is a crazy situation to our national security. And John Tester can rope a dope all he wants, and I'm a farmer, and I'm this, and I'm that. But let's look at what the man does when he gets to Washington. He's a phony. He's been there nearly 20 years. He's the $27 trillion man, as Greg uh, Franks pointed out. He's he's racked up you know $27 trillion in debt since he first went to Washington, uh, complaining about the national debt during his 2006 race. And yet, look at everything. Whatever he says, he does the opposite. Uh, the guy is a complete phony. Uh, all right, uh, Don K., chairman of the Montana GOP, hold that thought. Uh, also, I want to get your reaction to this phony new campaign commercial that john tester just released the guy voted for the bill that threatened hunters safety programs in schools 
But now he claims to be the guy who saved hunters' safety in schools. They weren't, they weren't ever under a threat until you voted for the bill to remove funding from these schools in Montana. Anyway, Don K., I want to get your take. I'll play the ad audio, get your reaction to more right after this. Yeah, I know. Sean is the host. But the real star is Linda, the producer. Catch them both on The Sean Hannity Show, weekday afternoons, 1 to 4, on News Talk 103.3 and AM 970. If you can plan barbecues and weddings, you can plan to protect yourself from a natural disaster. Sign up for local alerts, prepare an emergency kit, and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, I had to drink some water real fast there. That, uh, that uh, music for the show came up, came up on me quick. I was doing my mid-morning snack there during the break. I was eating some of these protein chips cover kind of a, a good mid-morning snack. And they're great because they taste like, like potato chips, but they're protein chips. Uh, yeah, I got like, God, I think almost 20 grams of protein in them, low net carbs, everything. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's kind of, you know, first week of January. So a lot of us are thinking, okay, time to tune things up a little bit, you know, had a little fun during the holidays, uh, time to lose a little bit of weight, whether, whether you put on a couple of pounds during the holidays or, or maybe you've been struggling with a whole lot of weight that you've been wanting to lose for quite some time. i tell you what, um, those uh, protein chips that I was telling you about, you can get them uh, through our friends at Billings Last Diet. Uh, that's the program I use. That's the team of coaches that I still go. I, I check in once a month, 15-minute check-in. And then once or twice a year, I'll do a diet tune-up with them. And, uh, you know, anyway, it's great. I, you know, five years ago, I lost 33 pounds in under three months and, and kept it off since then by doing those annual tune-ups and checking in with my coach. But if you're somebody who wants to lose the weight, uh, check out BillingsLastDiet.com or give them a call, 294-6751. They do now have a... Uh, a, a remote option as well uh, for those of you, uh, you know, elsewhere across Montana. All right, back to our conversation here with Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana Republican Party, joining us uh, from Whitefish this morning. Taking your phone calls as well if you want to jump in on the conversation, 2940970. Uh, Don, I want to play this. Uh, I know you've probably already seen this phony campaign commercial from Liberal Senator John Tester, uh, but I want to play it for, for, for our audience. Uh, so, so uh, and th and then get your reaction so they get a chance to hear this this fake phony campaign commercial as well. I love teaching hunter education and passing on Montana's outdoor heritage to the next generation. When I heard the Biden administration was trying to block funding for gun safety in hunter education classes, I knew John Tester would do what he always does: give him hell. John got his Republican colleagues on board to stop Biden's policy and defend our Second Amendment rights. Montanans know. John always defends our way of life from anyone, no matter what. I'm John Tester, and I approve this message. Oh, whippy skippy. What a joke. What a phony campaign commercial. Anyway, Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana GOP. John Tester voted for the bill that threatened the Hunter's education funding in the first place, but now he pretends to be the hero. Exactly. 
exactly. You know, John's been doing this for a long time. Um, you know, these kinds of things. I remember when he first ran, uh, he was he had a campaign commercial where he had Hunter Orange on, and he was walking around, and you could tell that, you know, it was a made-up deal. Come to find out he hadn't even had a hunter, uh, hunting license for forever. You know, it's just the whole thing is a phony uh, setup. His whole deal is phony, and that's what's really uh, bad about it. But the worst thing about this whole thing is the guy, you know, he does everything he can to say he's the everyday Montana, you know. Like I mentioned, I've got dirt on my boots. I've got, you know, I know how to butcher a cow. And I know he does know how to do all that stuff. That's great. But how do you vote when you go back to Washington, D.C.? And that's what we have to remember. This guy is not bringing our values, you know, back to Montana. He just isn't. And he continues to, um, you know, work with the Biden agenda to tax us more, to throw IRS agents on us, to open the borders. Unlike, and I want to mention this, Aaron, you know, Republicans in Montana passed income tax relief for Montana's this last cycle. Um, more than a billion dollars in income and property tax cuts were made based on what our Republican legislature and our governor were able to accomplish. You know, Montanans at every income level are going to see lower taxes this year. Um, between 50,000 and 90,000 Montanans who have low incomes won't have to pay any state income tax moving forward. None. That's almost, you know, like 9% of our population. So Senate Bill 121 cut our state income tax from 6.5 to 5.9% as of today, well, as of January 1. So this is great news for hardworking Montanans. You know, and this bill saves Montanans $170 million every single year, putting money back in their pockets to put into our economy to grow Montana, to make Montana a better Montana. Well, yeah, and I saw you know, some of the Democrats complaining on Twitter. They were saying, oh, well, they cut the top tax rate just to help the wealthy people. Uh, anybody making, what, what around $20,000 a year, pays the top tax rate. So when when you cut the top tax rate, you are you are helping almost every taxpayer in Montana, including people that, that aren't making much money at all. But it's just so funny to see how the Democrats will complain. Uh, you know, even when you, you cut taxes for, you know, hardworking folks. Exactly. You know, we're the, we are the uh, party of the working man and woman in, in, in Montana we, and in America now. I mean, the, the uh, Democrats have left them. Like we mentioned before, the Butte Democrats have left. Now, and we can, this is evidenced by the, uh, if you go over to Cascade County, Cascade County was very union area, whatever. I think I've told the listeners and you before, I grew up in a union household and I have those values, those working class values. And to be frank with you, that county has moved over to the Republicans because they know that we're the ones that have their back. That's and right. it's starting to happen in Silver Bow County, too. Yeah. So at one time was the most Democrat county because they were union. And now it's 
shifting because the Democrats don't have their back anymore. Especially with the, the younger folks in Butte. I know some of the older folks are, you know, that, that have been in Butte, you know, they've, they've gotten so used to voting Democrat their whole life that it doesn't matter how bad the Democrat Party gets. Some of them are still going to vote Democrat. But uh, but the younger families in particular are, are just finally saying that enough is enough. This this party is is anti-mining. Uh, they're anti-access to land. They, they, they're in bed with these radical environmentalists. And Monica Tranel, the Democrat candidate, is a perfect example of that. Uh, we, we had a phone call from Bill in Big Fork, and I, I thought he was going to want to talk on the air, um, but it, it looks like he's not on the phone lines anymore. But Bill in Big Fork, his question was this. How, uh, how can we prevent or make sure that illegal aliens are not voting in our elections? That was the question from Bill in Big Fork. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for that question, Bill. And we are working real hard. You know, I want to go into this bank your vote thing because uh, we're really working hard on election integrity. In fact, we have uh, a whole team for election integrity as we go forward here because we're very cognizant of that. The, my, uh, the, our Secretary of State has been, uh, Christy Jacobson, has been working on those kinds of things. And we're putting in safeguards. You know, we've gotten rid of... Uh, a lot of uh, voters that have moved out of here. That was under Democrat uh, leadership. That was uh, that was not purged. We purged everything. We got everything done. You know. And but I want to go into this as well. Our team and our volunteers have been working really hard lately uh, to make sure that we're successful in November because all the things we talked about. You know, it's all great, but if we don't make sure everybody votes and every single Republican casts their vote to beat John Tester, we're not going to win. Uh, this week, the MTGOP uh, launched our Bank Your Vote website. You know, it's, it's Bank Your Vote. It's the RNC's nationwide uh, campaign focused on maximizing pre-election day voting. You know, Bank Your Vote will encourage, educate, and activate uh, Republican voters on when, where, and how to lock their votes in as early as possible. And we're excited to have it up and running in Montana. Our website will not only inform voters but also help them request their absentee ballot, register to vote, check the registration, or even find their polling place on Election Day. Uh, head to mt.bankyourvote.com to check out because when the Republicans vote early, we're going to win. And that's what we, we need to do is we need to make sure that we get our vote in because a lot of us like to vote on Election Day, myself included, but I went to make sure that my vote gets uh, in because I don't know if I'm going to be ill that day. That's or right. What, or or there's going to be a four-hour-long line because of same-day registration nonsense or whatever. And then on Election Day, you can spend your time helping to get other people uh, to the polls to get out and vote. That's how critical this race is coming up. Don, it's kind of funny. Over the holidays, I ran into some of John Tester's neighbors from Big Sandy. And, uh, and uh, yeah, apparently his neighbors uh, uh, know know uh, what a phony he is um, because John Tester's neighbors uh, they they were telling me they're going to be doing a big fundraiser for uh, for Tim Sheehy, the Republican Senate candidate, a Navy SEAL veteran at a, at a Belgrade. So that so that I thought I got a kick out of that one. Um, do you do you think Congressman Rosendale is going to is going to run for reelection in the House, or do you think he'll jump into the race for Senate? Uh, we, we got about twenty seconds before the break. Yeah, I believe you probably will. I think you might want to be looking for that. I don't know for sure, but I think you probably will. And if he does, he'll announce this month. Oh, interesting. Well, and then that opens up a dozen plus uh, uh, potential Republican candidates running for that Eastern District House seat. All right, hold that thought back right after this.
Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Is one thing going into this election year we've got to we've got to just stand back and marvel at all conventional political gravity that would normally apply to a presidential candidate does not apply to Donald Trump. And the American people now, you know, going back to Russia, 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 and three years of lies and, and peddled conspiracy theories, you know, leading up to all of this, you know, has resulted in people, basically, they, they have made Donald Trump, they've done the impossible. A fighter like Donald Trump, they've turned into a sympathetic figure. And Americans sense the fundamental unfairness of all of this. And they also see the double standards. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, give your home a new look this year with Blinds.com. Now, Blinds.com invented the better way to shop for custom shades, shutters, blinds, and so much more. Measure and install everything yourself, or you can let Blinds.com do it for you. At one low installation cost, plus you get free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. So start your year off the better way with Blinds.com. Get up to 45% off, 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Securing America. On Thursday, a U.S. strike killed an Iranian-backed militant leader in Iraq. Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Patrick Ryder discussed the matter during a briefing. This individual was actively involved in planning and carrying out attacks against American personnel. And as we've long said, we maintain the inherent right of self-defense and we'll take necessary action to protect our personnel. There have been over 100 attacks by Iranian-backed groups against U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria since the Israel-Hamas war started. There have also been around two dozen Houthi-backed attacks on ships in the Red Sea since mid-November. Wednesday, the U.S. issued a warning to the Houthis to stop or else. Vice Admiral Brad Cooper, the commander of the U.S. Naval Forces Central Command, says because the Houthi missiles often miss their targets. We've taken the appropriate approach of protecting ourselves and, and downing these missiles using prudent self-defense. 6201-6263. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I briefly caught up with Don Kay during the break there because I know we're short on time here uh, wrapping up this hour. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have the phone lines open. Anything and everything you want to talk about coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, Don, let's let's start here. I know you wanted to give a shout-out to the University of Montana Grizzlies playing in the national championship football game uh, in uh, Frisco, Texas this Sunday 
man, I was at that semifinal game, probably one of the best games I've ever been to, absolutely incredible. And, of course, the Bobcats were just uh, down in Frisco in this very same national championship game two years ago. But, but you made a great point as we were chatting off air. This is a great group of young men on this team. It really is. You know, these are a bunch of uh, good Christian kids, good Montana kids, and the kids that aren't from Montana. They're just a really good group this year. Coach Halk has done a great job with them. He's a stand-up guy. And I'm just real proud of those Montana Grizzlies. I, uh, I'm a season ticket holder uh, down there. And like you, I was down there for the uh, – for the playoff games and, you know, just real proud of the fight that they had. You know, they never gave up proud of our crowd that we have down there, our stadium, you know, we've got a lot of uh, pride. You know, I got a bunch of friends of mine that are, you know, university of Michigan, uh, you know, uh, sponsors and supporters and uh, Washington. And that's great. And I'm glad to see those guys are in the championship. But I said, Hey, don't forget about our Montana Grizzlies, you know, at the FCS, we are, we're at the top team, and we're going to the finals, and we're going for a national championship. So I just want to say go Grizz, and God bless those guys and everybody down there in, uh, at the University of Montana. Well, it is, isn't it crazy, too, that, that Washington, so the Grizz are playing in the FCS championship. Washington, if I'm not mistaken, is playing in the FBS uh, championship. The Grizz beat Washington, what, what two years ago? And uh, and and a lot of Washington fans are thanking Coach Houck and the Grizzlies for beating Washington then because it shook up their team to rebuild their team into now a, a, a team competing for the national championship. So that that's pretty funny. Um, the other thing, yeah, yeah, to your point about you know some of the solid young Christian men that are on this team as well. Uh, num- number thirty-seven, which is always the Montana guy, Levi Janicaro. Uh, I interviewed him before the semifinal game, and and he shared a little bit of his story. You know, he lost his mom, I think, when he was still in high school and and I, I was at a graduation speech that he gave uh, for my niece at, at her high school graduation earlier this year in Missoula and he he talked he quoted the Bible and he talked about how you know after my mom died I I had a choice was I going to be angry or or was I gonna or was I gonna go in a different direction uh, and 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 he he talked about how you know his, his mom you know taught, taught him about the Bible and not being angry and so he said, he said, how could I honor her memory by doing something which she told me not to do? And so it's just an incredible story. This guy is an incredible story, you know, and, and he epitomizes uh, Montana values. And I think that team does. And, you know, you want to get involved in that. Before I go, I want to remind everybody that on Feb- uh, February 9th and 10th in Helena at the Delta Hotel, we're having our 2024 winter kickoff for the Montana Republican Party. This will be. Uh, this is one of our biggest events of the year, and we're bringing together supporters, candidates, special guests to kick off the 24 election season. We have a great uh, slate of workshops and speakers lined up, so you don't want to miss it. You can uh, register by heading to mtgop.org or giving our office a call at 406-442-6469, and uh, we hope to see everybody in Helena God bless everybody out there. Thank you, Aaron, for all that you're doing. Let's have a great 24, and uh, go MTGOP. All right, Don K., thanks for calling in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks uh, uh, for being willing to take phone calls as well. We know Liberal Senator John Tester is too afraid to take phone calls from Montanans. But, yeah, no, that winter kickoff, if I could just you know encourage folks, if you've never gotten involved or gone to any of these functions, 
with as big of an election year as this is, it's it's a really fun time, if you've never been involved before, to start getting involved. And usually they bring out some big speakers, especially uh, in a big election year like this one. All right, Don, thanks for the time. Phones are open after this. Here is your Montana news. Bozeman police needs your assistance in locating a woman missing since mid-December. Megan Stedman is a 34-year-old Native and African-American, 5 feet 7 inches and 195 pounds. She has curly brown hair and brown eyes. Color 8 reports that the distinguishing thing to look for is a vehicle, a 1973 tan motorhome with damage to the rear on the driver's side. It has a Washington license plate 187WJY. That's 187WJY. Stedman has a connection to this old motorhome. Billings Police thinks Megan disappeared under suspicious circumstances. Anyone with information on Megan Stedman's location can call Detective King at 406-582-2242. Again, 406-582-2242. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee.